This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 82 of Realty Talk with Ellie and uh, Galen. And this is, I think, probably the first AM one we've ever done. No, we used to do them in the AM all Did the time. We? Yeah, we used to do them at like 5.36. Early, early. W- way, way back in the day. Yeah, back in the day when we both got <clears> up. <throat> so you probably get up so really early. No, um, I do not. Okay, so no. This, back when we were a little more disciplined. Um, so, um, no, this is great. So Friday morning episode. Um, and Ellie, any any new updates? One year married? Yep, married one year. So That's good. I'm officially That's- past the uh, free return period. Warranty is expired. Um, yep. Done. So you're, 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 uh, you're hitched. You're, um, so um, our topic today is... A boring topic. Ellie, Ellie put a disclaimer out before we hit the uh, record button that the topic today is what, Ellie? <laughs> um, continuing education. All right. So, shoot. <laughs> go for it. Oh, great. Um, well, uh, it's just something that you got to do, and <laughs> it's pretty boring. Um, I actually had to... No, pay- office quote of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We're just, done. You summed it up. <laughs> Sucks. You got to do it. Might have to pay for it. Um the, the board puts out a lot of continuing education and enough so that you probably wouldn't have to pay any pay for any yourself if you were able to attend. Usually they are around 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. Two times, which I can almost never attend. So I've never attended a free one. Um, I use an online courses. And the one I most recently used, I think it's just called Real Estate CE. Um and yeah like you can tell like most real estate training courses that it probably hasn't been updated since the early 2000s um i mean the i think the information has been but like the 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 formatting like light light blue and like and the cartoons are a little (laughs) it's almost like you know those ads that you see sometimes for a game where it's like a woman with a crying baby and like a weird looking dude and she's like tell them that you've had enough or tell them you want to leave. You know, those like weird, like phone game ads you see sometimes. Okay. Okay. Well, some people might know what I'm talking about. It's like that. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like paper cartoons. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, but for real estate stuff. Or comic strips. And then you have to like work with fake clients, which doesn't really teach you anything because they'll, (laughs) it's just really, it was really bizarre, but um, it gives you all the hours that you need and it's a little entertaining, so. Yeah, so continuing education is 22 and a half hours every two years yep. forever, like for whatever the reason. end of time. You have to just keep doing it. Um, I I think continuing education, two ways. One, online, I think is just as useless as the course, the main course. Yeah. yeah. I find in-person is better. That's why I try to do the in-person webinars because the board does... Part of your like fee of being on the board is that they ha- try to bring in educational stuff. They're probably more relevant. It's more relevant. You get to go with other agents. So it's kind of like I use it as a networking thing. You get to go talk with other local agents. And then um, I'll be honest, it usually goes a little quicker because the person, you know, like five hours and usually like anything, let's cut out a, four, a half hour early. We'll just like condense lunch a bit and we'll just like fly out of here. So a lot of times you can kind of get through the work a little bit quicker, which I find is a way to hack maybe that 22 and a half down to like 18 by the end of the year. But um, every every hour counts. Um, but the I think the whole purpose of like an in-person one is that you can ask them questions. They can also deviate off of the work a little bit. So they're going through that boring, you know, 
whatever the all the writing and all the all the ta- all the terms and all the stuff you have to learn they can go off of it and tell a story or they yeah. can show a video clip or they can show some kind of like or talk about their experience and i get a little more out of that they can also help disputes if someone i've been in continuing education where like two agents are arguing over something not like not like yelling at each other but they just like well no what, that's can, way less fun <laughs> but they're kind of like debating yeah um a topic like well how come it's that way we've had this come up we had this come up so you have like kind of the, the presenter moderating it well, and there's some not, rules that are kind of gray area so it's good a to ton have, of gray area yeah, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago yeah like, it's good to have someone who can say you know split the hair and say this is exactly you know where it goes one way versus another yeah, way yeah and, and, and they, and they <clears throat> play in the gray area a little bit too where they allow you to you know kind of what, what takes precedence in the decision. Like everything, even though it's black and white, certain things that have a little more, carry a little more weight if the situation has that whatever. Obviously, that's a very broad statement. But um, I mean, continuing education besides that, do I like what most continuing education teaches? I don't because I just think continuing education, I guess, I guess it serves its purpose. It's just teaching you stuff you already know. And it's mm-hmm. like continuing on your education. making sure you don't forget it. Yeah, and it's all the same stuff. It's agency. It's it's it's, um, it's um, agency, to, which is who you represent. It's fair housing. It's um, ethics. It's like those are the main ones every year. I'll be honest. Very rarely does that stuff change. And if they think it changes, it's like something that doesn't like. It's, I don't. It's mostly stuff where I feel like if you are a decent person generally speaking it won't be an issue i do think that the biggest thing where it's good to stay on top of protected classes is where if you see a situation where you think that your client or someone else's client might be experiencing discrimination mm-hmm. you can have a better a clearer idea is like okay well military status in new york state is something that's protected and it's not necessarily a federal thing and to, to know specifically in your area if that is a protected class or not it's, can be useful yeah and, and no for sure and i i think the the two things i always relate back down to everything is if you have a good moral compass you're not going to break really any rules because yeah. most of the rules ethics are just like yeah just, don't be a douchebag yeah exactly <laughs> and then the other thing the whole discrimination thing i i never and again i know they give examples and stuff but it it gets drawn out it's just you can sum it up just treat everybody equally just treat people like the way it's a golden rule yeah. treat people the way you want to be treated like if you find there's a reason that you feel like someone's not being you know taken serious or or is being you know maybe sheltered from looking at a home or steered away from looking at a home and has nothing to do with their finances because again financially if you can't yeah, qualify you can't look at it but yeah. it's the idea like if you give any kind of reasoning as to why they can't beyond that then usually it's a discriminating thing and mm-hmm. very I, I mean again i've been doing this 11 years at no point have i ever had anybody say anything about discrimination disallow anybody to go in or or see a home or i've never not worked with a client based on anything it, yeah. it's uh you know i i've had people say I don't want this person to look at it, which might be a neighbor or might be a family member. And I, I, basically I'm like, well, I can't discriminate against anybody. I mean, if they have, like, if they're coming with another agent and they're qualified, they can look at the house. You know, I yeah. can't say they can't look at the house because it's, you know. And Print I, my MLS. Anyone it, can see it except Joe. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've had people say that and I have to tell them like, well, listen, I, I, I really can't allow yeah, him you, not to come in because now granted if they want to just come see it and I, I can request a pre-call letter I can request to see that they're qualified yeah. but if they prove they've gone to the steps to get qualified and they want to see your house like it's it's on the market they can look at it yeah. so that's the closest I've gotten and it hasn't been anything based on the normal you know uh discriminating cl- you know the classes and ethics and groups and and just it's an individual they it's like an individual yeah it's like a, usually a family member yeah. or usually like a 
you know, an ex or something like that. They just don't want them coming snooping through their house. So, um, but I think, I think continuing education would be better if it was geared more. Same thing when you get done the real estate course. And I always joke, like you get done the real estate course, you take your test, you're all excited. I'm in real estate. You show up day no one. I'm like, great. <laughs> so what are you going to do, Ellie? You're like, I, I, I don't know. Like, well, you just took the course. You took 75 hours of like all this knowledge. And you're like, <laughs> you should know everything. Um, well, I know like a condo is different from a townhouse and different from a single family. I'm like, okay, great. Well, that's a step. Like, <laughs> so it's, but it's the idea of like actually doing real estate you have to do real estate and you have to mentor and shadow so i find that continuing education to me i find the 22 and a half hours i get way more continuing education in a year it's just not new york yeah. state regulated because i'm constantly learning stuff I'm, yeah. I'm following people i'm reaching out to people i'm talking to people on webinars with i'm taking courses with different things to kind of you know internally learn but that's the stuff i get way more value out out of versus going in and saying oh we still can't discriminate against people of color like okay we can't discriminate against a, gen- a gender um you know someone that identifies different genderly or we can't discriminate against someone with a disability it's like oh okay so the same thing i've learned every single year for the last 10 years like that's so i always find that it's good to know but to drag drag that out into a 5 week co- or 5 hour course it's like if you can if you can have a course and touch on that for a half hour hour i think you can get most of it it's a pretty it's a pretty do the classes talk about it and then move on to what i think is more um, beneficial to help agents actually become better at being agents or becoming more skilled but it's again, it's good to know the, what the classes are and it's good to know what the avenues are to report something that if you see something wrong but like you said, I don't, I don't think that that information necessarily requires that much time. Like, like I, I want to know the information, but for the most part, it, most of it could fit on a flyer. You know, this is who you contact if you experience something that's wrong. This well, is what your protected classes are. But think about how much they go through in real estate, the course on real estate law. Then they also say you cannot practice law. You cannot give law legal advice. So it's like, I understand most of it, but I don't, the nuances behind everything, I understand enough i know i understand enough of what i need to understand yeah i'm always going to deflect that to a, an attorney yeah i can't give you legal advice this is what i it, think why don't you go talk to your attorney and find out but i mean how many hours do they spend on the course going over a stuff lot. like hours and hours and hours and i'm like this this is all great but i can never even tell my clients this and i said i get it you need to know some of the knowledge but i mean some of that stuff gets into the weeds i'm like to be honest i don't like that's never that's never come up and if it comes up and I talk to an attorney, they're going to be able to figure it out and or relate me to the real estate hotline if I had to call. Because at the end of the day, there's a gazillion things that you have to know and learn in real estate. And the stuff I learned on the course probably makes up 1% of that. Because most of it is just day-to-day working with people, working with local you know, town stuff like zoning, working with agents, working with banks. Like that, If I have a legal question, I have a bank question, I go to those people. If I have a t- yeah. like, question on a survey, I go to a survey. Like, I just think it's natural to search out the, the expert um, and I get they're trying to give you a knowledge base, but I think a lot of the course, they've dragged out this course to fill 75 hours and the continuing education dragged it out for 22 and a half hours. And I don't believe that it's giving, you can condense most of what they're saying down probably to a third of what they're going over. Mm-hmm. Then spend the other two third actually showing people how to be an agent. Like, okay, this is how you should fill out contracts. This is like, these are all the documents. This is how you should conduct business when making an offer. This is how you should conduct stuff with clients. And a lot of it is, it's, it's like, uh, what's it called? Like uh, emotional intelligence. It's like yeah. E- e- was it yeah? E I E Q emotional quotient. Like you gotta be able to read clients. You gotta be able to talk to people, and that stuff is gonna make you a much better agent than knowing the handbook word for word. Which again, there's a reason a handbook is there. So you look stuff up. You don't have to memorize everything. Yeah. Be like 
I don't memorize anything. It's like you, you memorize concepts and then you go in and if you really need to dive deep in it because it comes up, I have a reference to look at. And we have Google too. I mean, obviously there's some things that you should know off top of hand, but also if someone asks me a question, like how many feet are in a square mile, which I, 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 I always forget, and I used to have a little rhyme to help myself remember. But like, it doesn't matter if I remember because I can just Google it. I know, and the, it takes, I know the distance of a mile. Two seconds. Yeah, I know how long it is. But yeah, not I how know. square it is. But it takes it takes two seconds. Just Google it. Like you don't need to have that memorized. But that that is a question. It, I mean, it can be a question on the test. It was a question online. Like what? Why? Why do I need to know that? Yeah, I, I, like I. Like I can figure out acreage. I know how to figure out acreage. Yeah. And it's, it's like you just got to know what an acre is and then just, just divide Google it. Google it. Just Google yeah, it. Yeah, you can you can Google it. And it's very simple. It's like most most stuff is common. I think the concept of how to come up with it is more important than yeah. having to memorize the formula. All. Yeah. So it's like I, you know, and again, it the problem is it's it's a it's a New York State thing. You're talking there's in New York State. I don't I don't even know. I think there's like thirty thousand agents in New York City alone. So I mean, you got to really like look across the state. You're probably talking a 500,000 agents maybe across the state. So they have to put one common thing out there that everybody has to take, which I get it. So a yeah. lot of it is very broad, but I find that the concepts I think can be changed. I think the concepts to me are, are a bit dated and kind of like rudimentary, but when you could really become, someone should, I believe, take the course to in, to be licensed, should be able to step out and say, I know exactly what to do if I had to do I it. I know how to fill out a contract. I know how to deal with this situation. Yeah, I think yeah. it would be useful if they had like the 75 hour course, but they split it. And so it was like, hang on, my math is poor. Two plus two plus five. I mean, 35, <laughs> 30, 40, we'll say 40 hours of the course or 35 hours of the course. And then 35, 40 however many hours left would be um for like almost like an internship where where you have to do like practice real life examples because i think that that would be way more helpful are you okay there i don't you know, keep talking I'll, I'll i'll complain about what i'm doing real quick no i'm listening to you i'm just i'm getting i'm getting frustrated go ahead uh, that, that's it okay i i'm playing with my so basically there's the way our setup is here, and you guys may have seen this online, but there's a table, it's a square table, it's not fancy. It's literally a table I think my sister had in college back in the day. So a lot of um, good memories and drinks shared around this said table. And uh, so now basically we have four arms that come up with mics. The problem is this is always the same arm I've been using for two years and it never stays. So sometimes it stays and I'll sit there and my mic will start like swinging, like it drops. So then I have to try to crank this and it doesn't work. I was looking at getting new arms the other day. These arms are like, I think 12 bucks each. And I'm like, you know what? Because I bought them all in the set. Long story short, I got to upgrade that. And I'm looking at potentially upgrading the headphones, even though the headphones work fine. The problem is they don't go around the ear. They just like... They go over the ear. They go over the ear. And, <clears throat> and the difference is that like when you pull them off, they're pressing onto your ear where if you get like, not noise canceling, but just the ones that cup your ear, mm -hmm. you can actually pull them off and it doesn't feel like your ears like... Especially when I do like the longer podcast, you pull them off and you're like, oh man, my ears are like tender. You know, yeah. You can just feel like a little pressure, like that pressure has been put on them for an hour and a half, two hours. So, um, that, that's it. That's what I was complaining about. So this, I'm literally been sitting here the last like five minutes, just trying to like get this mic not to keep spinning on me. But I think, I think you're twisting the wrong part. You need to be tightening this screw right here. Do you have a screwdriver? There's a screw right here. I know, but I don't know if that's. That's what's that's no what's, no 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 because that screw 
that goes like this and that works. Isn't that what's falling? No, it's this. Oh, it's twisting to the side. Yeah, like I, I can spin this right here. Sorry, folks. This, this is real time right now. We do this live. We don't cut anything. Um, yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Basically, I'm going to have to get new arms soon because these are annoying the crap out of me. I was looking up the one Joe Rogan has because there's four different variations of the one Joe has. He obviously has the most expensive one. Um, but there's some decent ones that they have. And I'm, I'm assuming because they're going to be halfway decent. So yeah, I'll snag it. These are pieces. So. These are crap. I'm going to like literally rip this out. What? It's not even like bending down. This is. It has springs. I know, but it's never done this before. I think this is just malfunctioning on me. Or I'm just too dumb to know. It's never done that. Okay, well now it's just gonna. <laughs> no, it's just gonna sink. Imagine if I put the mic there, it's just gonna down the <laughs> Um Okay, sorry, we're getting really off topic here. But uh, long story short, my mic stands are annoying me. This, this folks, is like my life. It's something like I start getting like fixated on this, and now I can't stop because it's annoying <laughs> me. Um, small details. Um, all right, so continuing education. Long story short, you need it. It's not the most enjoyable. It's a boring topic. We basically just had to get that out of the way because yeah. 82 episodes, it finally made its way in there. And um, that's it. We're done talking about continuing education. Yep, there it is. You, you, like I said, again, you guys can come back, wake back up. Um, office quote, special, a special event. What was going to say? Office quote or uh, uh, fun, fun fact. fact. Special, special event. So fun fact. I haven't watched The Office since they took it off of Netflix. Oh, oh! so you know what we did? We hacked it big time. Did we have, you change your VPN? No, I thought about that, but we have YouTube TV. Uh-huh. And shout out to Comedy Central. Comedy Central, literally when Netflix went off the air, they streamed The Office marathon three, at least three days a week, including the weekends. Yeah, that's smart. So, and it's just nonstop. Like you'll, you'll put the office on at like 11 in the morning and it's the office until eight, nine o'clock at night and it'll play a movie. Wow. And so what we did on YouTube TV, you can go in and save that. So any, any show that comes on YouTube TV with the title, the office will be recorded. We have every single episode recorded. recorded because it's, they've been doing this since it came off. So since uh, the first of the year. Yeah. So we have pretty much a month and a half of nonstop recordings. And you can actually go up and search. Is it like DVR? Kind of? Exactly. So you go up. Now it has the commercials, but you can just fast Whatever. forward. You yeah. fast forward the commercials. So you go up and you can actually search and it has them all broken down by season. So you can go up and be like season two and it has every single one in order. Like we've, we completely hacked Smart. it. I was looking. So I bought Peacock because I was going to do it. Well, it doesn't transfer to our, our TV. Are you kidding? We have a Samsung TV, so it doesn't. So you can't play Peacock on your TV? No, there's no app and you can't. It won't allow you to play it through Apple Play. That's a huge like a problem. Ma- yeah. So even so, I bought it. I'm like, that's fine. I'll, I'll buy Peacock, whatever. I'll just stream it. And uh, you can't. So then I was like, well, this is dumb. So I actually got to cancel that subscription. But I, I, uh, I've never used Peacock. So then... Um, so we just found that we have that. So I'm like, this is great. Um, we were going to buy the full, I was going to buy all the DVDs. I literally just going to go buy them on Amazon just to have them. But, um, I just said, so now the way we have it, you have to pass forward the commercials, which is not that big of a deal. And literally it's like, yeah. So that's a way to hack it. If you have YouTube TV, go in and record the office and it will record every single episode of the office on any channel. But comedy central has literally just played them all in order. And they, once they're done, they play. They ended up playing it. They got to the finale. The next episode was the pilot. They just went back and played it again. I'm like, shout out the Comedy Central. Besides having wow. to see the same commercials over and over again, it, it's it's the price. It's it's no extra money. So that was yeah. great. Um, 
That's my fun fact of the day. I'll, I'll, I'm going to just cheat. I'm going to cheat. There you go, Office fans. Oh, dear. I don't think I have one. You want to just concur with my idea? I'll concur with your idea. Okay. So that is it. Episode 82 of Realty Talk with... Ellie. And Galen. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.